to not mince about about exactly what's happening with the obtaining of FBS. Basically, when a cow goes in for slaughter and they work out that it's pregnant, they kill it like they always plan to do. Um, but what they do is they take the fetus out of the cow and then they put a needle into the heart of the fetus um, while it's still kind of alive and draw blood from it. Okay, so you can, just as it sounds, it's not a, a very nice process uh, and, and it's still kind of in contention whether the fetus can actually feel um, the pain of obviously a needle going into its heart and blood being extracted. So you could argue that, you know, that cow is going to get slaughtered anyway, the fetus is unborn, um, so it's not really adding to the issue of kind of animal ethics, um, but it definitely doesn't play towards um, the whole idea of cultivated meat being a kind of cruelty-free product. Uh, today I am talking about um, growth factors and serum. So it's kind of like one episode covering two definitions, but bear with me because you probably understand why I've done them in one as I think they link together um, quite well. So as always, let's start with some basic stuff. Let's try and work from the start um, and get towards the more complicated stuff. Okay, so with cultivated meat, what we are doing in the process is submerging these animal cells in a special liquid. Okay, we'll call it a broth. Um, and that broth is designed especially to make those cells grow, um, to make those cells uh, multiply in number, uh, and also to make those cells convert and change into the type of cells that we actually want to eat. Okay, now that liquid that the um, cells are submerged in is called a growth medium. And I do have a, a separate uh, episode just covering off those definitions if you want to get into a little bit more of that. But what I want to do today is actually um, hone in on a specific element of that um, growth medium, which is uh, the growth factors. So the growth medium as a whole is basically providing um, the animal cell that we're trying to grow all of the elements that it needs in order to do those roles and as i said earlier the growth factors are a group of proteins within the growth medium that do a specific uh, uh, or play a specific and an important role and you'll probably find the term growth factors crop up a lot if you're reading any like academic stuff, um, it's not really mentioned. I don't find too much in kind of just news articles. Um, and you definitely hear a lot of mention of serum or FBS, um, particularly when reading articles that are maybe critical of the cultivated meat space. So um, that's why I'm kind of capping them off both as one. Um, OK, so going back to growth factors first, let's just look a little bit about what they actually are and what they do. So. Growth factors are essentially, think of them like an instruction manual for the cells, telling them what to do and how to do uh, the task in terms of, um, you know, growing into a certain type of cell or, um, sorry, differentiating into a certain type of cell. So it's, like, it's kind of like a very, very specific instruction booklet um, that the uh, scientists are putting into the, cult or the growth medium in order to make sure um, those animal cells uh, uh, turn into the type of cells that we actually want. Okay. I think it's worth mentioning there are other elements of the growth medium, such as hormones, that kind of do a similar task. Okay. And there's a little bit of overlap here. But for the kind of um, the 
what's the word? The, the aim of keeping kind of things quite simple. Let's just focus in on the growth factors. Okay. So if a growth factor wasn't added or growth factors weren't added into the culture medium or the growth medium, um, the cells would likely still survive, you know, but they wouldn't thrive. Okay. They wouldn't do exactly what we would want them to do if we're trying to culture meat. So uh, it wouldn't turn into the, the type of cells in the desired way that we want. So think of it like that. The, the growth, factors are kind of allowing us to carry out very very specific tasks in terms of where growth factors come from in an animal and i think it's important to go back to how it happens in a traditional sense animals produce their own growth factors so this is a naturally occurring thing within an animal um, and what happens in the animal is it sends those growth factors around the rest of its body in its blood okay so it can get to all of the other cells in the body so those cells are then get those specific instructions of what they're supposed to do okay and this is why this then links to the term serum okay so as i said you've got the animals they're producing these growth factors and pumping these growth factors around um, uh, their body through blood now, if you take that blood of an animal and you remove the things like the blood cells and um, the clotting factors and other bits and pieces that are not related to growth factors, if you remove all of that stuff out, what you're left is something called a serum. So a serum is kind of like a highly um, uh, complex, let's say, liquid that comes from uh, an animal's blood that contains uh, it's very nutritious it contains a lot of growth factors and other really important elements i think for cell cultivation so back in the 1950s um scientists kind of started using um the blood from a cow fetus okay um because they found that this was very very rich in growth factors and really really good for cell cultivation um and as it sounds it's the blood from a baby cow uh, and it's abbreviated as fbs so um, a fetal bovine serum okay now Although it still continues to be very highly used within the, the cell cultivation space as a whole, it does have some drawbacks, particularly when you're using it for cultivated meat production. So let's cover those off. Firstly is the cost. It's a very expensive thing to not only purchase, but also the nature of where it comes from as in an animal. It has a lot of variation in the different batches, um, contamination and things like that. So there's a lot of effort that has to go on after you get the FBS to actually make it use, usable for cultivated meat. And that is also expensive. So overall, it's a factor that really pushes up the cost of growth medium as a whole and therefore pushes up the cost of um, the production of cultivated meat. Now, the second factor is ultimately it doesn't really sit very well with the kind of branding of cultivated meat companies saying that they're uh, kind of cruelty free. Um, to not mince about about exactly what's happening with the obtaining of FBS, basically when a cow goes in for slaughter and they work out that it's pregnant, they kill it like they always plan to do. Um, but what they do is they take the fetus out of the cow and then they put a needle into the heart of the fetus um, while it's still kind of alive and draw blood from it. 
Okay, so you can just as it sounds, it's not a, a very nice process, uh, and and it's still kind of in contention whether the fetus can actually feel um, the pain of obviously a needle going into its heart and blood being extracted. So you could argue that you know that cow is going to get slaughtered anyway. The fetus is unborn, um, so it's not really adding to the issue of kind of animal ethics, um, but. It definitely doesn't play towards um, the whole idea of cultivated meat being a kind of cruelty-free product. Um, and therefore, uh, you've got companies just trying to get away from being associated with it. So uh, to summarise, from an FBS drawback point of view, you've got the high cost and you've also got those kind of ethical concerns. So FBS is still being used in the cultivated meat sector, from what I can see, um, mainly kind of, I think, on smaller scale. But, you know, if you go on the websites of some of the companies that are getting closer to making bigger scale production, they will state that they're not using FBS um, and they're actually using kind of serum free um, alternatives. Um, so let's get into that. OK, uh, let's get into what a serum free alternative is. Uh, essentially, as I said, as it kind of sounds, it's a way of cultivating meat without using serum and generally without using any kind of animal sources now i've done quite a lot of reading into that space to kind of understand what people are using uh, and as always um, everybody's always a bit kind of loose with details with cultivated meat but from what i understand the most frequently used technique in order to grow meat without serum is to use a, a, t a technique called recombinant DNA technology. Sounds pretty complex. Um, I think it is pretty complex, uh, but I'm going to try and lay it out for you in a nice and simple way. Um, so recombinant DNA technology is basically a type of um, genetic modification. Okay. Um, it's working with DNA, as you can probably gather from the name. And what um, DNA is, is, is kind of like a blueprint of a cell okay so it's kind of a blueprint that guides a cell on what it is and how it should act and what its function is so what scientists do when using this recombinant dna technology is they basically cut a piece of the dna from an animal cell okay and then they paste it into like a host and that host is usually either bacteria uh, yeast or a plant cell and they put those host cells into a condition where they then grow and because those host cells have now got this kind of like um not stolen but like pasted dna from this animal cell when those host cells are actually like growing they're then producing things like recombinant proteins growth factors uh, hormones that the animal otherwise would so that's kind of the way that they're essentially bypassing um, the use of an animal so hopefully that kind of summarizes everything for you and links uh, where kind of growth medium, growth factors and serum all, all come together. Because I definitely found it confusing um, before kind of doing my research on this topic. Um, and just to leave it kind of to finalize, I think one thing that I find is important to consider is these serum free alternatives, although they do get around the kind of animal ethics issue of using FBS, 
it does seem that the cost of them is still very, very high. Um, and I think in some cases actually more expensive than using FBS. So there's still, I think, a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of improving that side of things. So, uh, you know, the use of FBS can be completely eliminated because I think pretty much everybody's on the same uh, page that it's not really the best solution uh, when producing cultivated meat. All right. Thanks again. Bye. We'll mm-hmm.